Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. For Thursday, January 25th. Big Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, not just because Jim Harbaugh is now the coach of the Chargers. How exciting is that? The Chargers finally, finally get Justin Herbert a coach. Good things lie ahead. We'll dig into that shortly. Uh, We have a great guest in today's podcast. Given the Milwaukee Bucks shenanigans, the NBA trade deadline two weeks away, thought we'd just chop it up with Jake Fisher, Yahoo Sports, on what he's hearing. Players, coaches, LeBron, Darvin Ham. He's got some hot takes. Uh, Some of it's more informed as he's working the phones all the time. Jake Fisher, good, good stuff. I think you'll enjoy it. But first, before we get to that, Obviously, the big news is Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. Slightly lesser news, you know, coming in right just underneath. The Gray Foxes will attempt to defend their title, the banner. Yes, the banner goes up tonight in the gym. I can't believe they're hanging a banner. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not going to bore you with as many updates this season on the Foxes. Um, You know, the the, uh, elevator version is our best player, the MVP of the league, decided to try to take a charge about a week ago and he fell backwards and he planted his hand uh, or planted his hand and it like another guy's knee banged into it yada 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 his elbow ligaments are busted he's out for 12 weeks the mvp of the league i don't know if this would be like losing lebron or shaq or whatever you want to say but bottom line is it's going to be it's going to be a tough season for us and compounding matters you remember how we smacked mozgov twice by i think 25 plus maybe 30 plus both times well, Mozgov decided to go out and get a bunch of ringers. And he's got three guys who played in the G League. One or two of them were in the Drew League. And he's got some like guys who played like Division Three, And there's a, basically a bunch of under 30-year-old dudes who are crazy athletic. And I'm not going to lie. I saw the roster and I was like, come on. They're going to waltz to the title. It's not going to be competitive. So, um, we're, you know, everybody else anteed up like big time. Every other team went out and just recruited guys. Now, it's like 100 bucks if you belong to the club, 200 if you don't. And so as such, it's like, oh, what's $200? Um, so a bunch of go- local uh, good good athletes uh, have joined this 
league, and all of a sudden we went from winning the title, winning every game, to it's going to be a struggle. I don't know if to, to make the playoffs. I don't want to get too negative. But it's going to be real tough uh, without your best player. So uh, we have a replacement for him, a guy who's played with us before, solid player, did not play college. I don't maybe D3 I don't know but he he's a good he's a good good solid player and um you know we will we will uh effort recruitment efforts for the summer and and take back the title I will not lie to you I've already reached out to a former NBA player and I have a confirmation from him oh yeah your boy's coming back I'm not going to go around and let everybody else recruit and not come at come back with some big boy stuff. So uh, we have one guy committed and um looking at another one but uh, that's that's for later down the road. Um so Jim Harbaugh the good news is the Chargers got Jim Harbaugh and everybody out here is excited. The bad news is Jim Harbaugh has to look at the roster and make some really, really tough decisions. Now, they don't have a GM in place yet. The former GM, Telesco, just took the Raiders job. But I'm going to rattle off for you impact players on the Chargers who are free agents. Michael Davies, starting quarterback. He's not very good, but he was a starter. Uh, Austin Johnson on the defensive line. Austin Eckler, who, my goodness, fell off a cliff. It was a little sad. Gerald Everett, the starting tight end. Kenneth Murray, the uh, one of the best tacklers on the team. I thought he had a good year. He's a polarizing player. Uh, Jalen Guyton, who's an okay receiver. Center Will Clapp, who, I mean... It didn't go well this season. Um, they were He was replacing Corey Lindsley. It sounds like Corey Lindsley's going to end up retiring. Josh Kelly, the backup running back, who I like. Um, and then you go, and then the kicker, Cameron Dicker. Folks, that's a lot of guys to replace. And oh, by the way, Mike Williams, got to make a decision on him. Not a free agent, but it's like, dude, do we, do we just want to move on from him? He's very expensive, and he's always hurt. Keenan Allen, you probably got to keep him. Bosa always hurt. Khalil Mack kind of sort of always hurt. Well, well, no, not I'm sorry, not always hurt. Getting older, productive, but it's like, what do we want to pay him? And if you, I think you look at the highest um, paid players, like the Chargers have four of the top 13. That can't change, can't continue with Herbert coming back. This is not going to be easy for Jim Harbaugh. Yes, you have Herbert. That's a massive edge. Yes, you have a top, I think the fifth pick in the draft if you, Missed the Daniel Jeremiah podcast two weeks ago. He said, I mean, he hinted strongly Roma Dunaze would not get past the Chargers. And listen, Jeremiah calls Chargers game. Do with that information what you will. Um, and he has worked in front offices and talks to more people than pretty much anybody. So Adunaze, the Washington receiver, uh, basically right there behind Marvin Harrison is the number two receiver in the in the draft. That would be a huge get for Justin Herbert. Um but Jim Harbaugh obviously has to do major damage in this draft. And you play in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Um, the Raiders, they, you know, Antonio Pierce turned things around. I don't know if that was just that backup coach bump or the interim coach bump, but they looked competitive second half of the season. They don't have a quarterback. And you know Sean Payton's not going to rest on his laurels. Sounds like he's going to try to move on from Russell Wilson. I don't know what his plan is at quarterback. But it doesn't sound like Russell Wilson will be the guy there. The AFC is brutal. Would not shock me if the Chargers, uh, if the offseason was a little rocky and had some tough decisions, um, and they missed the playoffs. But I do think long-term, this is a massive win for the Chargers. Let's see who they get at GM. Let's see what they do in the draft. Obviously, you could trade down from five, try to collect more picks. But ultimately, arrow pointing all the way up. All the way up. For the L.A. Chargers. Now, I will say it is a little strange seeing all the consternation from college football fans. The sport is in upheaval. NIL. Transfer portal. Nick Saban retires. 
College football needs a, a commissioner. We've got expansion with the, the, SEC, uh, the playoff expanding. We've got the SEC adding Texas and the Big Ten adding USC. And a lot of movement, a lot of change. College, I think it was Danny Cannell who put it out, but like college football better get its act together before we lose a lot more great coaches. And I don't want anybody in college football, you know, whether wherever you are, whether you're at Texas or Ohio State, Georgia, I, I'm just saying, I'm going to put this out there. It, it's a year in advance, but nevertheless, these are potential NFL openings in January of 2025. Let's start with Dak Prescott, and the Dallas Cowboys. I don't care what you say. That's a really good opening. That's a very good team. They've won 12 games three years in a row. They're probably going to be on track to win 12 more. Okay? The Jags and Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson went way down. Um, Jags on the uptick. Colts on the uptick. If the Jags miss the playoffs again, do you move on from Peterson? I don't know. But you have Trevor Lawrence. That's a great job. Hello, Dabo Sweeney. I don't know. Uh, New Orleans Saints. A uh, lot of changes. They kept Dennis Allen. I don't know that that's a great job, but it's a great location for someone in the Deep South. <clears throat> Would somebody in the SEC like to step up? The New York Jets could be looking for a new coach. The New York Giants could be looking for a new coach. Um, let's see what happens with Eberflus and the Bears. Is it an attractive job if Caleb Williams has a good year, but nobody likes Eberflus? Uh, yeah, you want to go coach Caleb Williams and, and win a bunch of games and coach in, a, in an awesome city in Chicago? Um, I'm sure a lot of Big Ten coaches would love that game. Uh, you look at the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. I don't. Are they going to regress further? Like, but coaching Josh Allen is a hell of a good go coaching gig. Pittsburgh Steelers job. Tomlin's got one year left on his deal. If he doesn't restructure, does Tomlin walk away? And finally, the Philadelphia Eagles, who now two years in a row have replaced their OC and their DC, and Nick Sirianni is like, bro, you're on the clock. And oh, by the way, you get to coach Jalen Hurts. So, you know, if you're looking at potential job openings in the NFL with good quarterbacks, man, I just right there rattled off, depending on what you think of Carr, five or six of them. And if you're a college football coach and you don't, you know, want to recruit 12 months out of the year, even after you recruit a guy into the building, and if you don't play the backup quarterback, He's going to want to transfer. And if you don't play the third-string quarterback, he's out. Like, it's college football is a tough job. Not a lot of structure in the sport. A lot of moving pieces. Um, coaching openings were this this year were popping. And by the way, I saw the Atlanta Falcons have interviewed 14 people for the head coaching job. 14! That's insane! 14 people? And um, Carolina Panthers are going to interview Mike Vrabel. All quiet on the Seattle front. What's happening there? Hmm. We'll see. All right, without further ado, let's get to our guest. Chop it up the NBA. Jake Fisher, Yahoo Sports. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin 
Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. So yeah, if you were taking a favorite say on Sunday, parlayed with another favorite say on Sunday, there's a real good opportunity for you to cash here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code STRAIGHTFIRE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-467. 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire on a big NBA week with the Bucks firing their head coach despite being third in the East. Uh, you know this guy, Jake Fisher. He's been around the block. He's got a book out, Built to Lose, How the NBA's Tanking Era Changed the League Forever. Senior NBA writer at Yahoo. Jake, how are you, man? I'm hanging in, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. I can only imagine this is a busy time for you. The NBA trade deadline creeping up. What do we got, like two weeks left, something like that? Two weeks from tomorrow. We're recording this Wednesday, January 24th, two weeks from tomorrow. Yes. Excellent. Um, So listen, here's the weird thing about the Bucks firing that nobody's really talking about. A lot of reporters cover the NBA. Jake, I I, got to plead, uh, uh, be honest with you. I did not hear one person say, Adrian Griffin's on the hot seat. Yeah. Adrian Griffin could be in trouble. Now, I've heard there were problems in Milwaukee, you know, dead last in transition defense. The defense was just abhorrent to begin with. And, like, you know, you, you would see some little things. Giannis not unhappy checking himself back in. But, like, this is small potatoes. It's a player's league. 
to go from not even on the hot seat to fired. Jake, uh, what do you make of this? Yeah, I, I think the actual axe and swinging it was a surprise around the league. The reason behind to pick up the axe and like be frustrated, that's been there as dating back to when Terry Stotts left before the season began. Mm. And there was already rumblings and talk that Andrew Griffin wasn't exactly settling into the first chair in a way that had a lot of gravitas, both in relating to other coaches in having players kind of understand and accept the new theology and schemes he was trying to introduce. And you get to the whole thing with Brooke Lopez kind of pushing back on not being in the drop defense that helped turn him into a defensive player of the year and led Milwaukee to being one of the most formidable units for, for, for years on that side of the ball. And then the in-season tournament happens and they fall short. And Bobby Portis has that post-game locker room stuff that Chris Haynes reported at Bleacher Report, just kind of pushing back on the coaching staff. I, I think generally these are veteran players who all want to win. And this is a front office that recognizes the big, massive stakes of keeping Giannis Antetokounmpo feeling like he's has a real shot at competing for championships that all this makes sense, but you're right. I, I, no, no one really understood just how bad the dynamics were. So the uh, Budenholzer was there for five years, had some playoff flameouts, um, did win a title. But, you know, when you're there for five years, mostly the same core, right? I know there were some some moves made, but like Middleton had been there the whole time, Lopez, Giannis. Like, you could say it was a veteran group. I mean, listen, I'm not going to absolve Griffin, but like, you know, I don't know how much, you know, you've coached little kids or whatever, or, uh, even in intramural hoops in college. But, you know, when you've got your core group, you can't come in and be like, all right, we're throwing this, that and the other out the window. We're going to do it my way. You you can't do that. It's not going to go over well. Is that kind of what happened? Did, did Griffin not understand? Hey, you know what? We're just we just need small tweaks around the edges. Yeah. This is a 50 win team every year. Or, or did he try to come in with the hammer? I think there's two things at play. The first is that you know one of Mike Budenholzer's biggest criticisms, and the part of the reason that he fell short, and and arguably why Milwaukee just lost in general against Miami, was the fact that he was rigid in his principles, and mm. it worked in the regular season, right? Like I was just talking to someone who was part of that coaching staff yesterday, who was saying, you know, under Bud the idea was you create your scheme and you just do it harder and better and more intense than your opponent. And you stick to those principles and your beliefs and it will overall net out successfully, which it did. I think so that you move forward to the change of the coach. Adrian Griffin was the lead assistant in Toronto where he was credited with being like the quote unquote defensive coordinator under Nick nurse, where nurse utilized all these changing schemes, right? He did triangle and twos and box and ones and did trapping, switching zones and all this type of stuff that would junk up a game that I think the Bucks liked, but also veteran players like you're talking about that, that the Bucks have, they want to know what they're doing every single night, getting through a Tuesday night game in Detroit and then a Wednesday night game on the second half of a back-to-back in Chicago the next night before they then go out on a three-game road trip out West. And to just... Hmm not have like a, a true uh, clear and like direct strategy of what the goal is going to be. Most NBA teams, it, it kind of sounds silly when you really say this out loud. Most NBA teams don't like make matchup dependent schemes for defense every night. Like you 
usually they have their their idea of what they're going to do as simple as like in pick and roll stuff. You're either going to be a drop team or you're going to be a high hedge team. And like you don't change it based off of what the opposing personnel is just because you don't really have time in that frenetic schedule traveling all around the country. You barely have practice time. You're just trying to get guys showing up to shoot around in the morning sometimes to make sure they're not staying out all night and like they're being held accountable to a schedule that's like remotely tethered to reality. Like it's not really this like chess match that I think people think the NBA coaching should be really until the postseason. So yeah, to not give these veterans like a clear idea of like what you're expected to do while you're then changing personnel with Damian Lillard coming in, you know, a week before the season started and swapping out Grayson Allen, who as we're seeing in Phoenix now, like for all the stuff he's been maligned about with tripping dudes and what have you, Danny back mm. to Duke, that dude's a damn good player on both sides of the ball. That's kind of expendable or, or inexpendable in Phoenix now. And maybe he really should have been someone who was inexpendable in Milwaukee as well. Oh, that's a really good point on Allen. He's thriving. I mean, listen, not hard to thrive. I, you and I could thrive next to D book and, and Durant. I guess what's interesting on this is the doc rivers angle. What have you, I, I forget who's reporting. It might've been Mark Stein. I'm not sure that the Bucks brought in Doc Rivers to consult the head coach, just help him through some tough times for about a month, and then boom, they fired the coach and replaced him with Doc Rivers. It's a very Game of Thrones type storyline that I think <laughs> happens a lot in the NBA. There are plenty of people who I've spoken with the last couple of years as I've gotten deeper into the transaction mud and people know that I know some things who were just like calling me every week asking what's happening and potential situations where someone could get fired. Like that's just kind of how the NBA apparatus works. It is cutthroat, it is brutal, it is full of a lot of people who are looking to advance themselves and get their opportunities. And like Doc Rivers, by all accounts, wanted to be a coach this year. He was involved in Phoenix and he definitely was poking around in Milwaukee back before uh, he went to ESPN. So I, it's not like the most outrageous thing in the world, but I think when you also look at this was this job, part of why Adrian Griffin failed, let's just call I mean, That's a funny thing with Milwaukee, because if you think back to Eric name, asking Giannis that question about did they fail and all, that whole discourse that started, like Adrian Griffin didn't do the job well enough to keep the job. Right. So I think part of the issue is that, it was a really tough task for any first year head coach to do that, to bring on a team that has championship expectations, who's bringing in Damian Lillard for the first time fitting next to another all-star as opposed to being the franchise centerpiece. Yeah. So if you fire him mid season, like everyone wants to compare it to David Blatt and Ty, Ty Lue. Like Ty Lue hadn't been a head coach at that point. Like right now, Milwaukee needed to bring on someone who had been there before. There aren't really, really many options. Like, are you going to yeah. Jeff Van Gundy? Like Nate McMillan was another name that I, that I Mark Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Like I just, I don't know how many better names they would have even been out there compared to doc rivers. The fact that he was involved in the consulting and then he's the one, like it just kind of showed Milwaukee always valued him to begin with. What do you, what do you make of um, uh, allegedly Giannis saying, I'm not interested in Nick nurse after they can Budenholzer and Giannis kind of signing off on Adrian Griffin. And now, I mean, here it is. You know, we, we know how the Star League works. I, I know that, you know, Griffin kind of got screwed with with him being named coach, and then after putting together a game plan all summer, they get Dame Lillard. But 
Um, I don't know. Does Giannis, do we do any finger pointing here? I, I think there's not necessarily like blame to be cast upon him, but because mm-hmm. it's not his fault that Adrian Griffin wasn't ultimately able to rise to that occasion. Like there's, there's definitely an alternate reality where it works out. You know, and I don't know what levers would have had to have been pulled. I don't know what would have been different. And you know what? If I was actually on the scene every day in those practices, maybe I would be saying there was no chance it would have happened. And sure, point the finger at Giannis. But I I, I do believe that. And and from my understanding, my reporting, he did not want Nick Nurse. And he preferred someone like Adrian Griffin, who was a former player. That's a a new Mm. thing that has really taken, um, I think, let's just call it a trend around the league. You know, when Brad Stevens moved up to the front office in Boston, I remember Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were very interested in a former player coming in to the fold there. And Chauncey Billups being someone who's been in the fire was like something that was appealing to Portland at the time and Dame and those players, Jason Kidd in Dallas, you know, Jamal Mosley being someone who can get out on the floor and like actually, move and guard guys and one-on-one stuff and practice. Like I saw him doing that with Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson when he was an assistant in Dallas. Mm. That's a thing that a lot of guys value nowadays, as opposed to a nerdy looking guy with glasses who hadn't actually been there before. Yeah. Let me ask you, if you're a Lakers fan and you see that the Bucks, who at 30 and 13 fired their coach, Oh, well, why won't we fire Darvin Ham? Do you think the Lakers are viewing this through maybe a different prism today now that the Bucs can make a move on a coach? Um, why can't the Lakers? It's a great question, especially being that Darvin Ham's last stop before this was obviously Milwaukee and the connection yes. there. there. I, I've been given like pretty strong indications that that's not something that's going to happen now. But I do think that the way the season's going, I, I, at this point in time, I presently am not expecting Darvin Ham to be the head coach of the Lakers starting the 2024-25 season. Oh. And I think that was also the case last year before they went on a 9-3 and run and made their way all the way to the Western Conference Finals. It's the one thing that's also to be considered. You know, the Bucks are now paying three head coaches now that um, they fired Mike Budenholzer. They're still mm-hmm. paying Adrian Griffin. And they're now paying Doc Rivers. The Lakers... It's, it gets brought up every now and then. The Lakers aren't one of these ownership groups, the Bus family, that's deep pocketed from like tech money and they decided to buy a franchise to be a plaything. The Lakers don't traditionally pay their head coaches top billing money. I don't necessarily think, I mean, I know Darvin Ham's deal is far below the $10, $12 million figures that are starting to throw around. I know, don't know the exact number, but it ain't close to that. So it'd be an easier pill to swallow than paying Mike Budenholz or like $30 million to not coach you. But I don't oh. necessarily think LA is so keen on paying Darvin Ham to not be coaching the, their team this season when he's someone that they believed in a long, a little while ago. And like Rob Polink already fired one head coach as the saying goes, like a front office doesn't exactly get many more chances than two coaches. Like sometimes you get three, but at a certain point, the finger ends up being pointed back on you too. That's a good point. Um, so let me go to the Lakers now with regarding players. I, I Listen, man, I've, I've read all the stuff about DeJounta Murray. You've been doing this long enough, Jake. You know this. Anytime there's a lot of smoke, it usually doesn't happen. Uh, take the Terry Rozier thing. I, I didn't see anybody saying Terry Rozier to the Miami Heat. 
I wrote, um, I wrote that I, five I mean, days before it came out. You got, you got you really, calls, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they got to, they got to put that in the headline. <laughs> yeah. Jay, come on. I hope they're not burying that like the 20th paragraph. We, we, like, we did sneak yeah. that in under a Pascal Siakam reporting. So there you go. Yeah. So there was a, right. So a lot of Siakam reporting and not as much. And then Rosier quietly slides in. So now all we're hearing is DeJounte Murray. How about this, Jake? Last year, did anybody have Hachimura and the Lakers right before it happened? I don't recall that. Yeah. But it feels like there's too much DeJounte Murray smoke. How should we read the tea leaves there? You are right that a lot of the packages that come out in the media are deals that have been discussed and therefore rejected. And then <laughs> we hear about it, you know, or like this team needs a third team to get involved because they don't want to take back the salary that team A wants to give them. So the Lakers stuff with DeJounte, you know, I, I, I do have it confirmed that that 2029 pick and the pick swap, excuse me, which I think is in 2027, excuse me. And D'Angelo Russell, like that is definitely the package that the Lakers would like to put on the table to get DeJounte Murray. Now it's, that's not enough for what Atlanta wants at this juncture. Atlanta is hoping for, two first round picks and a starting caliber player. And I don't think that starting caliber player, they want another point guard being that they've got Trey young and they're looking to move DeJounte Murray because the pairing of DeJounte Murray and Trey yeah. didn't work out. So that, that, well, they want Reeves, right? They would love to have Reeves and that the Lakers are not doing that. No, absolutely not. No but, way. But I haven't been able to find a team that's so eager with giving Atlanta that price point back. There, there could be a chance come February 8th at 2.30 Eastern time, D'Lo and a first and a pick swap is the best thing that's on the table for Atlanta. And they and they might have to come back and call the Lakers. Okay. That's possible. So would the Lakers still have ammo in Hachimura? And is there another pick they have or no? Right now, they can only trade that 2029 first in a swap. I don't know if they have another swap past that, but they can only trade that 2029 first. That's the only actual pick they can move come draft night they could trade um two more first so there's a there's, okay. there's an argument to be made for the lakers too to hold on to this pick now and when the calendar yep. flips to 24 25 they could put three first on the table and see what really they could get at that point yeah so let me ask you um dejonta murray you know we saw him in the spurs on some bad teams maybe he was at best the second best player um he's now on a hawks team that's flailing who do you think is a better fit as like the number three or four guy on the Lakers? DeJounte Murray or Zach Levine? I think as currently constructed, it would be DeJounte. Just because... Really? How, just because, how's that? Just because perimeter defense and point of attack defense is something that is a clear weakness there. And DeJounte, for all the foibles that he's had on that side of the floor in Atlanta, just being that they're not exactly a winning situation, sounds like he'd be super energized to play there and... He like led the league in steals one year in San Antonio. He's long and rangy and switchable. Like, like one of the biggest issues in LA is the fact that you can't really play Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell together on the floor, even though they're both making pretty significant money. And <laughs> if you bring in DeJounte Murray, he does allow you to play those two guard lineups with much more creative ability outside of just LeBron. It takes the ball of LeBron's hands, pounding and pounding and pounding every single play. Zach Levine, that's the biggest. I think the merit from rival executives mm -hmm. behind his contract and then his injury history. It's the fact that he hasn't proven to be a winning player. To your point, DeJounte hasn't necessarily done that either, but he hasn't proven to be a winning player on the defensive side of the ball in particular. And that's definitely a cause for concern for LA in addition to the contract. 
All right, bigger concern for you on the Lakers. Offense, where they are tw- tied for 21st in offensive efficiency, or defense, where they are, it looks like they're 13th. Yeah, 13th in defense. I mean, I, I asked that as a loaded question because I think Levine fits like a glove mm-hmm. as like the number three or four option. If you put together, say, uh, um, Austin Reeves, um, Zach Levine, Reddish, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. Isn't that a long, you know, you got Reeves as the top defender. You got Reddish guarding or as a second defender. Yep. Um, and you've got the offense in Reeves and Levine to splash around LeBron or AD who posts up. I, I, I just feel like, what am I missing? What am I missing with that lineup other than Levine's massive contract? Yeah, I just think come playoff time, it's going to be really hard for that group to contain James Harden and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And then... Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic in the pick and roll. And you go to Minnesota with Anthony Edwards. And you just keep going down the list. You know, Luka Doncic, the three-headed monster in Phoenix. I, I, to me, that's been – I mean, that was the big challenge. That's been the big challenge with this Lakers team. It's finding a lineup that has that offensive firepower that can still sustain things on the other side. I'm, I'm, I, you know, you had the numbers. So, you know, I, I just think when you think about it from a postseason standpoint, and that's what the Lakers' goal is, of course, like – they want to win a title with LeBron before he's 40. Like that's kind of the, the, the end all be all there. And I think a lot of that also is about like easing his burden. You don't want LeBron having to be throwing his body at Kawhi and all these dudes yeah, no, play, no. play after play basis. Um, I, I just, I listen, I obviously, you know, I coach my kids in sports and I'm, I'm defense, defense. We get stops. We will not, we won't lose. I just I just know in the NBA right now, the offense is so friggin' good. So good. I mean, Jake, like it's so good. Why wouldn't you add an offensive guy and just say, you know what? Hey, nobody's stopping. I mean, Miami had a really good defense. They're not sniffing stopping Jokic and Murray. Yeah. They're, great point. Even if we get Murray, point. I don't know that we're stopping it. So why don't we just get the better offensive player, Levine over Murray? Yeah. I think if you're if you are that convinced about it, then the big reason why they're not doing it is is definitely the contract and the. I mean, he's out, he's out again. It's the it's the combination contract and the injury history. He hasn't given teams the confidence that he's going to be as reliable enough as forty million dollar salary should be getting you, and that's the biggest challenge. It's 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 not regardless of what you think about. I mean. Like I was talking to someone with Dallas a few weeks ago about it. With if, if you recall, before the Mavericks traded for Kyrie last season, they were probably the Mavericks. I believe before they traded for Kyrie, they were the number one team who wanted to go out and get Zach Levine, and they were excited for the opportunity for him to guard better. You know, he'd shown some flashes for Team USA in the, in the Tokyo Olympics that he was willing to yeah. lock in, in in a winning situation. But like even Dallas now, they're like someone they were saying, you know, we have Kyrie, so it's not a thing now. But sheesh, if like we didn't get Kai, we were still looking at things. The fact that he's not a reliable player on the defense or, 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 or from an injury standpoint has been like, I think, such a red flag for a lot of teams. Yeah. He's, he's been out for two long stretches so far this year. Yeah, I do try to wonder, like we saw Andrew Wiggins. Oh, he's not a number one. He's a waste, a bust of a number one pick and blah, blah, blah. He goes to Golden State. He slides down the pecking order. Hey, man, be our third or fourth option. And he thrives in Golden State, helps him win a title. I just, I wonder if Levine, without the pressure to be the number one guy, if that would work. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, 
and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's the latest on the Donovan Mitchell situation in Cleveland? I know they're running hot now, but in the back of Cleveland's front office, they have to be saying, damn. Oh, is he going to sign with us long term? What do we try to trade him before he says no to us? Like, we have the leverage until he says, "I don't want to be here anymore." What, what do you think happens with Donovan Mitchell? It's still early. Well, Cleveland's one of the hottest teams in the league. They've won seven, eight straight games now, and yeah. it's, it's interesting. The injuries to Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. A lot of people at first blush thought, "Okay, the Cavs are sinking. It's time to trade Donovan." And I remember talking to someone who had. Work with the Jazz back in the peak of Donovan, Rudy Gobert kind of running the Western Conference in the regular season. And this guy said to me, I think the Cavs might be better. Like it's a simple, it's going to be a simplified situation. You're going to give Donovan a high pick and roll lob threat with shooters around him and they're just going to go. And that's been the case. Like they're the best offense in the league the last little stretch. Donovan's been unbelievable. And the Cavs, you know, no matter what flirtations are out there and all the gossip and the, you know, murmurings that he's going to want to go to New York. The Cavs made this deal. They gave up a ton of draft capital to get him. And they really do think they've got as good a shot as any team to make noise in the East to the point where it'll convince him to stay long-term. That's still their goal. So whether you're the Knicks or any other team, you know, Miami has always been a a team linked for him. You know, I, I know Houston has the idea that they'll be able to get into the you know, equation for any type of player when they become available, you go, you just go down the list. Like those teams all are wishful thinking right now. The Cavs are, have, have no design or any real thought about parting with Donovan too soon. Maybe this summer if things fall short, I think that's a real possibility that we have this conversation in earnest, but right now the Cavs are kind of saying no to anyone who's calling too early. Uh, all right. Give me the craziest thing you've heard <laughs> regarding trades, I don't care how wacky it is, uh, that you, but you haven't printed it yet. Maybe because you were like, there's just no way. Um, whether it's 
something with uh, the Phoenix making a move, whether it's the Sixers adding somebody, uh, the New York Knicks, Carl Anthony Towns getting shipped out of Minnesota, even though they're thriving because he's, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Carl Anthony Towns. A- anything totally wacky on a good player that would be like, oh, well, that's fascinating. Yeah, I, I'm keeping my eye on Orlando going out and acquiring like a major salary point guard. That's just, there's been too many, I haven't had anything like pinned down, confirmed. Like I've heard by offers and these guys they're targeting, but nothing that's actually been solidified, but there's just been too much smoke about this team that started off hot. They were like the two seed in the East for a little while. Now they've fallen to standings. There was definite expectations of this team taking a big step forward this year. And if they really are more of like a 500 team than a 580 team that's competing for the six seed. If they're if they're just in that eight to ten range, then I think there is a lot of potential opportunity for the Magic to take a, a splurge. And they've got a lot of expiring contracts and guys who have non guaranteed money on their books to put together some salary to go out and get somebody. Like if they came out with Dejounte Murray or if they moved for Kyle Lowry, like I just remember even in the Damian Lillard stuff back right before he got traded in like the final days when it was clear he wasn't going to Miami, like someone in his camp was, was saying to me, Oh, I I hope Orlando doesn't come into the mix and get him. And like, and like, I I just heard them connected to other point guard names. And that's, that's not saying that Orlando would trade for Dame now. It's just to keep connecting data points. Yeah. There's a lot of smoke about the magic going out and getting like a real veteran point guard. I, I but what doesn't that just stunt the growth of Suggs, who I think is playing pretty well? I don't think he's playing like today what they thought he would be. And then the young kid Black is playing really strong. Yeah, I think the idea is that Suggs is more of a secondary guard, defensive type, and could you get someone who could really like organize an offense and be a, a force, mm. a, like a table setter and a floor general? With Anthony Black, there's, I mean, he's really good and sees the floor. He's just not ready to really be a, a winning player at this league. He, he can't shoot. And they're they're very optimistic about him. I mean, I took him number six overall for a reason. Yeah. But I think like clearly more of a project type of player than someone you can drop in and expect to be a, a playoff caliber player right now. So Suggs projects, I guess, as like more of a KCP uh defense and threes as opposed to Jamal Murray. I'd say he's more of a Derek White, Marcus Smart than a Drew Holiday, if that makes sense. Like he's definitely more of a combo guard, does the little things, hustle guy. Yeah, especially like not than a Jamal Murray or you know someone who's running pick and roll after pick and roll. Like he's definitely gotcha. more of a huh. pest who can handle the ball, be a secondary ball handler. But I don't think he's. I, I don't see a world where Jalen Suggs is running fifteen pick and rolls with whoever the center long term becomes in Orlando, whether it's gotcha. or one. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess finally the Sixers, a lot of people, and listen, this feels like a yearly thing, Jake. A lot of people love Philadelphia. Oh, Joel Embiid's the best player in the league. Okay, he's the, be- he's the MVP. Okay, can they make the freaking conference finals <laughs> before we hype him anymore? Every year it's something. Now, I think we both, well, I think we both would agree. Boston's the cream of the crop in the East, and if Philly finishes two or three, they'll be facing the Bucks in the semifinals. Likely, we got, can never count out Miami. But, I, is this the year Philly breaks through? Do they make a move here in the next two weeks? Does Daryl Morey get just too trigger happy? He's got to do something. 
I think they will make a move, but I'm not expecting it necessarily to be DeJounte Murray, Bruce Brown, go out and get like a real number three type player right now. They have been talking behind the scenes so much about maintaining their cap flexibility this summer, thinking they're going to be the only real contender that has real cap space on the open market to either play with via trade or go out and get somebody. I think they're confident that they'll be able to get someone such as Kyle Lowry on the, on the buyout market. I've heard they like Gordon Hayward on the buyout market and they're one of the few contending teams right now with the new CBA. If you're, if you're a luxury tax team at the moment, you are not eligible to sign someone on the buyout market whose previous salary was above the mid-level exception at $12 million. So Phoenix, Boston, Milwaukee, the Clippers, like none of those teams can do that. That's that's a real advantage that, that the Sixers have, being that if one of those guys, if multiple of those guys get, get waived, they're going to be able to be at the front of the line and probably offer one of the best opportunities for a buyout guy to compete for a title because like Golden State can't do that either. So there's, there's, a, there's a real competitive advantage, I think, that the Sixers have in that regard. Uh, last theory on, on Philadelphia and feel free to laugh. So <laughs> the Joel Embiid Nick stuff, um, is well-versed. It's been out there for a while. The Sixers are holding, are not going to make a big move at the deadline because if they do and then lose in the, in the playoffs before getting to the conference finals or the finals, Joel Embiid, Hey, we tried everything. I'm out. Sorry guys. If you preserve that uh, flexibility and you lose, Oh, well, Joel, we'll go out this off season to get whatever you need. Stick around. But if they do it now and fail, and B could look at him and be like, I. The one thing, and this could sound like patting Nick Nurse on the back a little bit too much, I do think it's a different situation now than years past, being that from top to bottom of that organization, people have been like very quick to just give rave reviews to what Nick Nurse has done there. To, to bring back to the Milwaukee stuff. It is ironic that they fired Doc Rivers. Giannis, uh, according to my sources, another reporting doesn't want Nick Nurse. And now Doc Rivers is in Milwaukee. Nick Nurse is taking yeah. Philly to new heights. I, it sounds like there is, I mean, he goes back to days as a Houston assistant and the Rio Grande Valley head coach in that Rockets franchise when Darren Morey was there. There's a lot of deep rooted trust in place. And I think, the proof has been in the pudding so far on how Tyrese Maxey's taken a step forward. Joel Embiid has, has gotten better than his MVP campaign last year. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of confidence and optimism right now in Philly that with this coach and Tyrese Maxey next to him, Joel Embiid has never had a better situation. And he he and I, it sounds like he views it as such as well. Hmm. Okay. You sound bullish on the Sixers. It's early, but who, who do you got in the finals as of now, regardless of what you had in the preseason? Right now, I'll take Boston and Denver. I'm I'm scared for every team in the Western Conference about the Clippers. They are looking like yep. a real juggernaut. But right now, I just think the Nuggets have the best five-man lineup in the game. And I, I'm taking Nicole Jokic in a playoff series until proven otherwise. They've just – they're so good. They're so seamless and fluid together. And I think they're only going to continue to – I mean, every night you see a Nicole Jokic behind the back – over the head pass to Aaron Gordon because he just like knows where he is. Like I think that continuity, they've had that be a benefit for them. I, I thought about it. I remember in 2019, I went to Denver in the fall of 2019 and I interviewed Calvin Booth and Tim Connolly and Artoris Carnosorvis before those two guys both left. 
And the big theme was like, that was the summer that Kawhi and Paul George joined up in, in the Clippers and KD and Kyrie went to, uh, to Brooklyn and you had Russ and Harden in, in, in Houston, like in this era of all this player turnover and whatnot, Denver constantly building upon what they've done before, I think is a really big, just competitive advantage to use that phrase. Yeah. And, and until, until they're the throne, I'm taking the nuggets. Yeah, I, I want. I really want my guy Luca in the NBA Finals. Just, um, I, I don't. I, it's just so so tough. The West is brutal. Even if the Pelicans slip up and the Timberwolves come back a little, there's still, like you said, Clippers, Nuggets, KD Suns. I'm not counting out LeBron's. Like the West is just absolutely brutal. But brutal. in the East, it feels like three teams. We'll see about Miami. Um, I don't know. Um, all right, Jake Fisher, Bleacher Report. Obviously, you got to check out his book, Mandatory Reading for NBA Fans, Built to Lose, How the NBA's Tanking Era Changed the League Forever. Uh, unlike last year, where people were tanking for Wembenyama, and he's playing great. He just, they can't win games, so nobody cares. Yeah. There, there's really nobody. I, I did one mock draft for Fox Sports. There's not like a, oh, we might as well start losing games for this guy. They, that just no. doesn't exist. No, it's definitely considered a down draft, but I'll say Jalen Williams in Oklahoma City, his younger brother Cody at Colorado. Yes. I'm starting to hear a lot of people getting excited about him. So keep keep your your eyes and ears peeled for for that name more. The older brother uh, flew under the radar and was drafted, and you know not much fanfare. They won't let it happen again. <laughs> it looks like he might be. He could be a top five pick. Yeah, it seems possible uh, at this point. Yeah. All right, Jake Fisher. Good stuff, man. Enjoy the trade deadline. Thanks again. Thank you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 